So further to the conversation we had uh, out of 7.30 with Harndorf residents about their concerns about River Road, we have had it confirmed this morning that Harndorf locals, the, the plan that they are now pushing, and we understand that they've actually even hired their own engineer um, who has been coming up with this proposal as well, and, and we, we mentioned this uh, yesterday but we've had it confirmed since, is that they're arguing that what should be done as an alternative to River Road is to create a link between a Chunga Road and the bottom of River Road along a stretch which is called Fairview Road. Now, the one sticking point with this, we understand, is that there are five properties on Fairview Road who aren't happy with it and are worried that it's going to drive all of the trucks in their direction. However, uh, a majority of Harndorf locals are saying, no, we think that the Fairview Road plan is the best one and the one that will solve all of the dramas about uh, River Road ahead of it starting as the new bypass route from November the 1st. Now, we've also spoken to Tom Coots and Tonus's office in the last half hour, and this is a point that I think a lot of people haven't realised, and it's worth, um, it's worth uh, dwelling on it somewhat, because the Minister's office, uh, in a statement from Coots, says this, the closure of Harndorf's main street to large heavy vehicles comes on top of a suite of infrastructure works that will improve traffic flow in the area, including full interchanges at Verdun and Mount Barker. And this is the key sentence. We've always said that this solution is an interim one and that we are open to considering new long-term infrastructure options that will alleviate traffic congestion in Harndorf. Well, if, um, if, if, if by, by that statement... Uh, the Minister is suggesting that River Road is only going to be a temporary solution. I think uh, the feedback I'm getting from locals is, if that's the case, it's going to even embolden their calls for this not to go ahead at all from the 1st of November. We received a text, uh, I think, from someone who actually lives on, on Fairview Road. If any Fairview Road residents have got the hump about them suddenly emerging as Plan B, mm. want to get anything off their chest, they're more than welcome to. Hey, uh, also, um, yesterday, when we were covering the, the, the terrible case of Seb Stone, who um, has sustained a, a brain injury after a, a motorcycle accident while on holiday in Vietnam, it emerged that the family has some concerns around the insurance policy uh, that he took out, and uh, whether it covers um, it covers motorbikes uh, of a certain um, level of power. Uh, the RAA have given us a, a statement. They've given us some good background too. <coughs> I'll just come back to that. Well, I've, lost, right. I've lost my notes. Just, you, just bear with me. I've you, just got you to catch your voice because in the meantime, I've just got to dig this out. Someone who has we've got a sound off. Someone who has a full voice is Lisa, who's called in with a sound off this morning. Good morning to you, Lisa. Good morning, boys. How are you? Yeah, we're good excited thanks, to have you ready to sound off, Lisa. We're going to get out of your way. You give us your oh, sound off, and we're going to give you four hundred dollars worth of Care Alert Smart Dollar. That'd be lovely. Um, so I'd want to know why Tom Constantonis is spending so much money on an interim solution for Harndorf when it could be put towards a permanent solution. The community knows that to solve the Harndorf traffic issues, land and overlook will be negatively affected somewhere and each potentially affected section of the community hopes it's not them. It's the government's job to find a solution that impacts the smallest number of people and delivers the best outcomes. The accelerated timeline, the complete lack of consultation with relevant stakeholders, the ignoring of traffic data already available, no safety or impact reports, 
It's no wonder questions are being asked about corruption somewhere in the chain of command. There's no benefit the community as a whole. In fact, the community as a whole loses out by the marginalisation of large corridors of Adelaide Hills landscape. There you go. Topical and prepared. <laughs> Lisa, you've got yourself a Keralut smart dialer yes. coming your way. I don't, know about, I don't know about the corruption bit. I, no, I, I don't I know if anyone's that. actually making money out of it. No. Now, look, uh, just to resume, I'd lost the, the statement that I received from the RAA. Just to be totally candid about this, after we spoke to um, Seb's uncle, um, I said on air, look, we're going to... We're going to, we've got a great relationship with the RAA. They're a great South Australian company and they always look after people um, because they're locally based. So I, I, I sent a, a text to their CEO, Nick Reed, and said, look, Nick, this has come across our radar. Um, is there anything you guys can do to help? And he straight away put some of his best people on it. Um, I know that they spent a lot of hours trying to get to the bottom of things yesterday. Now, on, on, on background, um, I understand the RAA is working with the the actual insurance provider is a company called Tokyo Marine. So this is the same way. If you get insurance from a, a, a bank or, you know, attached to your credit card or indeed through the RAA, they're effectively the retailer of the insurance. Now, I've been told that Tokyo Marine, the, the, the insurance provider, are working closely with the family. They are helping to facilitate medical treatment in Vietnam and importantly, the family has not been told a hard no in terms of um, whether further assistance in terms of covering the cost of the, the flight home and what have you. They have not been given a hard no as to as to whether that's going to be the case or not. There's some other issues that go beyond the power of the motorbike, including licensing um, and the way licenses work in Vietnam that still need to be looked at. But um, importantly... If I get my damn phone to open again, um, an RAA spokesperson said this to me, um, we can't comment on the specifics of member claims, but we have been working closely with our travel insurance provider, Tokyo Marine, to resolve this matter for Seb and his family. We appreciate this is an extremely difficult time for Seb and his family, and we wish him a speedy recovery. So the cogs are still very much mm. moving. It's still a well, live hope, case. Hopefully Tokyo Marine come to the party. But, you know, credit where it's due, because... I can think of a few other bigger, non-locally based companies that provide insurance that wouldn't even yep. respond to um, a media inquiry. So thanks to the RAA for, for spending so much time trying to look into that one. Maria in Fulham on the Dutton's text line is emphatic on the question of compulsory voting for local government. She says it should not be compulsory. We should get rid of councils. They run the services via the state government. Here, here. Thank you, Maria. We will only hear... Hearty agreement in this room from that idea. This is the the first sentence of what I did for tomorrow says this. Imagine if a business was held in such low regard by the public that the solution to its poor patronage was to punish people for refusing to shop there. <laughs> That's yeah. what we're looking at. Yeah. You know, we we don't people don't endorse the existence of local government. Seventy percent of us don't vote. So is, is the solution? Well, maybe the problems with local government. Oh no, the problems apparently with our behaviour. Yeah, we're the problem. <laughs> Unbelievable. What will the fine be, too? We'll find out when we ask Jeff Brock after 8.30, the local government minister.